Lord, sanctify us by your truth. Your word alone is the truth. Glory to God in the highest. And followed by. And on earth, peace to man on whom his favor rests. When you heard this passage, did you think about Christmas? It is nice in this hot weather. We better not complain. We live in Bay Area. But when I was young, there were lots of people who came to church on Christmas, whether they believe in Jesus or not. They just followed friends and just followed their nose since the church make lots of food and snacks for the visitors. And the passage over there had almost always been recited. So more and more people heard about Jesus and his followers without real knowledge. In other words, we say faith. They think Christianity is a religion of peace and love. However, I experienced that their knowledge of Jesus and his followers like you and me easily became an obstacle for our evangelical outreaching. Because their general definition and other religious definition of peace and love are different from peace and love of the Bible. The people did not want to believe Jesus, but instead they held expectations and judgment for Jesus' followers. Let's look at the Luke chapter 12. Jesus says, I have come to bring fire on earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. And he gave us an example. It says, from now on, there will be five in one family, divided against each other, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against the son and son against the father, mother against the daughter and daughter against the mother, mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law, and <sighs> daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. What is it? Hey, parents, you, we better remember, you could give your money to your children because you could inherit to them because they're your children. But we cannot give our faith, your faith, to your children until you proclaim, you share the word of God and the gospel to them. It's not an automatic inheritance. A great company of the heavenly host and angels sang together, glory to God in the highest heaven and the peace on earth. But in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus said, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. If you look closely the word, on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The people easily forgot the last important conditional sentence. Glory to the heaven, yes, and the peace on the earth, but not for everybody. 
For who? For the people, the Lord's favor, His grace dwells on. Jesus overcomes the death of sin. The love which was fulfilled on the cross came to this world for all sinners. However, not every sinner can go to heaven until they believe Jesus as their Savior. Only people who have the favor of the Lord can confess Jesus is my Lord. Book of Romans chapter 8 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Do you love him? Yes. And who have been called according to his purpose. We don't know who's called and who's not. So we're going to just let it go since we did not know everything's up to his will? No, but Jesus gave us great commitment, commission, so that we can share the word of God without any judgment, without any worry. The good news to all the nations. Jesus brought through peace for the believers. He reconciled the world and God, the Father, through his perfect obedience of the Father's will and sacrificed himself to pay for our wages of sins. All saints, all believers will triumphantly marching together with Jesus on the last day. Non-believers will not able to join the marching, but be put into eternal damnation. This is the peace and love what Jesus brought to this world. And this is also the division among the sinners and children of God or slaves of sin. When I studied at the seminary in Korea and the graduate school in this country, I took a seminar courses, the class named as a Conversation in Between Religions. Generally, the Koreans are so religious. It's so similar as, as Apostle Paul write about that the, the, the people, Athens, who were so religious, so they made the altar for their unknown God. One day in the class, they tried to connect the Christianity's love to Buddhism's mercy. They like those concepts. So they want to make, try to connect together and then try to find common ground among them. But the Buddhism, the concept mercy, which is based on self-denial and the emptiness. So you need the training to empty everything from your life. And they wanted to connect Jesus' message. They caught directly, Jesus says, whose disciple? Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. They literally like that. So they think it may be batching together. Denial, self-denial. It is only possible to compare their mercy and love among other religions as an achievable goal with our effort. However, it is impossible to understand Jesus' love and mercy without knowing what Jesus did and why he did it. Jesus and Christ cannot be separated for our conveniences, and then true man and true God cannot be separated from Jesus' 
You cannot select only the favorable parts from Jesus Christ. Some people follow Jesus as a teacher. Some people follow Jesus as a good example of the life. But remember, Jesus is not just teacher, not only the prophet. He's God. He's man. There is no other gospel. We must keep the pure gospel without distorting it, without putting any waters in the pure wine. So one day I stood and said to them, Hey, brothers, hey, Professor, I admire your effort for mutual respect through the conversation in between religions. But you cannot talking about, talk about, understand, and understand the love of God without Jesus' cross and his resurrection. The concept of mercy from Buddhism is a way to control your own life and then practice by it so you may achieve this goal with your effort. You could be the Zen master. However, the love of God is neither reachable nor achievable with our effort. That is why we Christians call it grace. We have the love of God even though we do not deserve to have it. So whether you noticed or not, among the religious conversation, we did not bring the topic of the grace. They like our concept of the mercy and love, but they better not talking about grace. Without Jesus Christ, they cannot talking about grace. When I was in the high school, it's a pretty big school. More than 2,000 students studied together from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. The owner of the school was a Buddhist. So when I entered the school, I realized a couple brothers in other classes, they want to be a pastor like me. So we gathered together. We're talking about, look at this. This school is a wonderful mission opportunity, what it could do. So those eight brothers gather together every day. We start to pray. You see the black circle? It's the, the, the stairway. The top of the stairway, they have a big room. So the black circle, that area is our place to pray. But the problem was at the time, that place is, belongs to the guys who like the smoking in the school. So we struggled with them a little bit because we are afraid of their feast. <laughs> but anyways, we won. So we kept using that. And then day by day, the Lord sent more students. So when we hit the like 50 students, in the morning and lunchtime and dinner time, we gather three times and sing together and read the Bible passage together and pray together. And it becomes a problem of the school because school, the leadership and honor did not like that. So we got the warning. You cannot use that spot anymore. At that moment, the Lord moved a couple of Christian teachers. And then one of the teachers, a music teacher, you know, the blue circle is right next is a music room. He opened his room for us. So we, we enter his the music room, and then we pray, and then celebrate our day by day. Do you think those eight brothers were a special soldier, different from your high school student or kids outside? No. Only those kids really wanted to see, and they want, did not want to give up what they believed. They believe their Sunday is the beginning of the day, beginning of the week, and they want to expand those grace through their everyday school life. That's why we want to gather. And then those all eight beginner students became a pastor in all different denominations. 
at the time, this is the song we sang together in English. That was my first English song I could sing perfectly. If you like, please join with me. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us, give thanks. The book of Hebrews says, Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make a level path for your feet, so that the lame may, be, may not be disabled, but rather healed. What make your spiritual arms and feeble and then knees weak. Yes, we have uncountable hardship in our actual life. We struggle with disease. We struggle with the situations. Brothers and sisters, stand firm and be strong. The Word of God make our path level, not by our effort and practice. So then make our feeble arms straight and the weak knees strong. You could finish your journey and then you could finish your running. It is the secret and the mystery of a believer's peaceful, hopeful, and holy life in this darkness and troubleful world with our simple bodies. I do not see the believer's physical and material blessings more clearly than non-believers. I'm a good example. I'm not really rich financially. But I clearly see the spiritual blessing for the believers and with this blessing, we can mature different fruit of faith in this world. For example, Paul says the love, joy, peace, perseverance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of those things considered as a fruit. Gen master cannot have that. In Jesus Christ. We are healed, we are forgiven, and all our sins are forgotten forever. Why did Jesus say that he came for division? Division among the people was not his main purpose, however, for the higher purpose, which is saving soul from the sins required and predicted the persecutions and trials from the non-believers or Satan's. Jesus himself became the sacrificed lamb for all. He became the door to heaven. And book of Romans chapter 6 talking about, are you the slave of sins or are you the slave of God? It's division. We are the slave of God who died with Christ and is alive in Christ. There are people who wanted to stay as a slave of sin. They reject the gospel. Or there are the people who did not get a chance to hear the good news yet. There is a clear division. For the wages of the sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus Christ 
is the only way to reach to heaven. We cannot add a couple of spoons of the sugar on the gospel, try to make it more delicious and looks better and easy to swallow. We cannot do that. We cannot say to our friend and family who need Jesus, try to make them comfort, approach to them, hey, my friend, I think you're a good man. You almost, but could you add Jesus Christ in your life? Sounds positive, but you know what? Without true repentance, without the realization how witched you are, you cannot see the cross correctly. We are not even close to good. We were God's enemy. We were reconciled with God through the death of his son, Jesus of Hebrew kept saying, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children, for what children are not disciplined by the Father? During the Olympic season, we can see the Olympians who fight with their own limitation for the glory of the country and for themselves. And we are also the sprinters, and we run the race of life with perseverance. Because the word of God brings division and persecution and violence. There will be hardship that cause our hearts to grow weary. But all the believers' hardship are under control of God and his purpose. That is God's way for our good. And it will bring a harvest of righteousness in our lives and true peace in our hearts because we are the children of God and the Lord let us share in his holiness. Hebrews says, fathers disciplined us, I mean the physical fathers, for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the perfecter of our faith. In other words, he is the beginning of our faith. He is the end of our faith. Let us keep running our race and follow the example of the fellow saints who have gone before us. What did you learn from your family and the fellow Christians who called to heaven earlier than you? Each time I learned, there's strong faith in Jesus Christ. Each time I learned, I could catch them soon and very soon. Our struggle must come from going against the sin and for Christ. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. We will meet Jesus and all the saints at the finish line. Amen.